0: Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 12 of season one of Transformers Animated. It is survival of the fittest.
1: This episode was written by Stephen Granat. Granite? Granat? 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 GGG. Last time on the Transformers Animated. Blitzwing and Lugnut arrived on Earth, complicating the lives of the Autobots, as well as testing the strength of Sari and Ratchet's friendship. And in this episode, Prowl is
0: teaching Sari martial arts, I guess? Yep, because she's the keeper of the key and she needs to know how to defend herself and teaching her karate is more feasible than just taking the key away from her, apparently. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, here's what this series needed. It just needed one moment where they try
1: to take the key away from her and it won't let them. Yeah. If that would happen... I would be so on board with this because it feels like the key wants to be with Sari. It stopped her in the last episode. It stopped her from oh, yeah, maybe that's sabotaging it. their... Anyway, whatever. Uh, Bulkhead, oh, yeah oh, this was kind of funny, though. Th- yeah, they're trying to teach her uh, Kung Fu, I guess, and it's not going well. But she does a flying kick at Bulkhead, who <laughs> overacts and goes, oh, my knee! Ow, the oh, pain! Falls ba- <laughs> yeah, falls <laughs> backwards into a box of crates like, did I do overdo it. (laughs) We uh, then go to Sari in her bedroom at night,
0: and she's basically airboxing, I guess, uh, into a reflection. This is her training. Yep, she's throwing karate punches at the window, but now it's bedtime, and she apparently sleeps with her shoes on because something flies past her window, and she gets up to have a look, and whatever it is that she sees is cool. And also what it is is swoop.
1: Yeah. And there's a big uh, action shot where she gasps. And then her dad comes to her bedroom door with milk and cookies after the time she was going to bed, so he was, I don't understand the logic, uh, aside from a shitty scientist, I think he's also a crap parent, but anyway, <laughs> he comes into the room which is ransacked and the window is broken and he
0: gasps and drops the milk and cookies and calls the Autobots. Mm-hmm. So Optimus and the Autobots head out, meanwhile Captain Fanzone is on the case and the whole police force is out looking for her and he's in the lobby with the biggest cell phone they ever made and he's about to check on the security vids, but he gets another call, Like he gets a beat, and he tells the other cop to hold on. On. And this just goes on.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, it kind of made me laugh, but then later on I got rolled my eyes. But yeah, he keeps trying to change. Still me, Captain. <laughs> yeah, he keeps oh, trying to shit. change the call. He's like, all right, I'll talk to you later. Beep. Hello. Still me, sir. Okay. Beep. Hello.
0: Still me, sir. Oh, beep, I hate machines, damn it. And then Prowl hears him say that, and he's like, Captain, you don't need to be such a technophobe. Fanzone's <laughs> argument against this doesn't make
1: sense, because he goes, would a technophobe do this? And smashes the <laughs> yes. phone, and yes, a technophobe would do that exact same thing.
0: But uh, yeah, he says, uh, you know, sorry I was with you what yesterday. What kind of wacky shenanigans did you get up to? And Bucket's like, oh, we were just hanging out, teaching her ninja nerve blows and watching cartoons. And he's like, what was that? watching cartoons. No, no, before that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he ends up getting angry that the Autobots are trying to teach her Kung Fu and that she is basically endangered because she is around them. None of them seem to understand this, which they should, because how many times have they had to protect Sari? None of that matters, though, because then Optimus conveniently just sees Prowl fly <laughs> by on a
0: security monitor. Yeah, and Optimus has the receptionist bot rewind. Sorry, I like, said Prowl. I meant Swoop. Well, they're both voiced by Michael Bell, but not in this show, because fuck, fuck Michael. Oh, bell, right doll. but uh yeah he gets the receptionist to wind that back and she's like sure thing doll face <laughs> oh boy yeah um I know before I've said this show's stuck in the 70s.
1: Part of it's stuck in the 50s, too. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, while they're looking at the Dinobots, Bulkhead and Prowl start whispering to each other of like, hey, um, so are are those the Dinobots?
0: Are we going to have to go back to Lake Erie Dinobot Volcano Island? (laughs) Yeah. And unbeknownst to them, Fan Zone is listening in, and uh, he tells the cops he's got a new lead on the case, and he's going to handle it solo. Fan Zone is listening in and is the only
1: one who hears them, even though they're still standing next to all the other Autobots. I don't know what kind of superhuman hearing Fanzone has, (laughs) but he's got it. Anyway, we then go to uh, uh, Bulkhead and Prowl. They take a boat over to Lake Erie Volcano, Dinobot Island, and Fanzone
0: takes a submersible that immediately craps out on him. Well, yeah, he's watching them with the periscope, and then when Bulkhead turns, he thinks, oh, should have been seen. He tries to lower the periscope, but he opens the hatch, and this is why I hate machine. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: we go to uh, Lake Erie Volcano, Dinobot Island and Bulkhead and Prowler are walking around and they find tracks that are from something that is in a Dinobot nope. and it looks like acid hint mm.
0: hint and then FanZone's submersible flies out of the water, lands on the beach. Yep, it like splits in half, the sides fall off, and Captain Sand, FanZone has a fish on his head. And Jeez. back with the Autobots, Prowl and Bulkhead come to the top of the crater, and Prowl deactivates his hologram thing that's still there. And what is not still there, though, are the Dinobots. Ba-ba-bum. And then we go down to a cavern somewhere or a lab,
1: and there's Meltdown. Bum, bum. Watching
0: them on monitor, monitor and commercial break. And when we come back, Bulkhead and Prowl start arguing over whether they should have saved the Dinobots in the first place, and Bulkhead asks who's going to save Sari, and hiding in the bushes is Captain Fanzone.
1: Yeah, the Bulkhead and Prowl get into this whole... Dinobots should have been destroyed. No, they're sentient beings. Argument. And when they walk off while going to find Sari, Bulkhead kind of kicks and steps on a big log that (laughs) rolls down the... uh, canyon or not canyon but the crater wall and Fanzone on has
0: to run away from it ah jeez oh ah, oh, <laughs> christ <laughs> he falls down and hits every rock on the way down but yeah yeah uh back with meltdown he has that gray Fu manchu dude with him or whatever his name was we find out in a minute and uh they've got sari in some kind of cage with laser bars and she tells him aha the autobots are here you're in for it now yeah she and uh, wasn't his name cyrus the little guy well he calls him Colossus Rhodes yeah. in this one, like you know, like the Colossus of Rhodes, yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. Whatever. He, he offers to go bash their brains and meltdowns like, no, not yet. I'm going to send Gardens Babylon first. Huh? huh? All right, <laughs> that was stupid. But uh, no, he has other plans for the Autobots. Yeah. Uh, we go back up to the surface where Prowl
1: and Bulk are walking around and they avoid quicksand and then like it's in the
0: 1980s, a cartoon character just walks right into quicksand deer. Yeah, because Bulk is like, I see it. i would have to be an idiot to get stuck in that and Fanzone's like, Help! I'm stuck in quicksand. He did have a funny line when they find him, they're like, What are you doing here? He's like, My impression of me calling for help. Bulkhead fires his wrecking ball and puts it between two trees, and fanzone uses that to pull his way out, which I don't think he can really do with quicksand. But anyway, Prowl asks, Why are you following us, Captain? And Fanzone's like, I'll ask the questions, bud, starting with why are you on an island with an abandoned research facility? So I guess that explains the dock. That the ship docked at earlier. And it kind of explains Meltdown's uh, laboratory, which, you know, that all works. Uh,
1: but speaking of Meltdown, he's in his laboratory and he sees them on the monitors and he decides to go intervene. And then Cyrus or Colossus Rhodes, whatever his name is, he and Sari bicker back and forth a lot. And she says, hey, I need something. He's like, what? She's got to go potty. He's like, again? She's <laughs> like, I'm a little girl. It's so what I do. <laughs>
0: that was... That was that got a laugh out of me. Kudos, sorry. You got a laugh out of me. And back in the forest, Fanzone is on them with the questions. Like, there's something you're not telling me. But Bulkhead says, "Well, I just can't thank you. Anything? uh, Okay, maybe that. And when Fanzone turns around, what that is is the Dinobots and they're right there.
1: Yeah, all in dinosaur mode. And Prowl's like, no, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. I got this one. He walks up to talk to them peacefully and say, hey, remember me? Aren't we all friends? And they attack.
0: Mm -hmm. Swoop knocks Prowl over and Grimlock's about to, chop fan zone, but uh, Bulkhead smashes him in the mouth with his wrecking ball and knocks his teeth in his face right out. <laughs> <laughs> this was an awesome move because after that he whips his arm, Bulkhead does, and sends Grimlock flying into slag. Yep, yeah, and then he just upends some trees on them saying they're attacking them because they're big and dumb and they never should have let them escape and Prowl has fans on and he jetpacks to safety. <laughs> yes, but up
1: in the air, Swoop grabs Prowl, who drops fans zone and that's when prowl realizes there's acid burns on swoop and he's like who did this to you
0: yeah somebody must be making the dinobots attack them and uh bulkhead throws an uprooted tree that hits swoop right in the face he drops prowl who transforms and gets fan zone on his back then drives down a tree ramps off a branch then off slags head and away they go
1: that was very cool Very Prowl. Very Prowl. Uh, So Prowl and Balkan Fanzone flee, uh, and they're getting chased, but they get trapped
0: at the end of a canyon and confronted by none other than Meltdown. Fanzone's like, what are you doing here, Prometheus Black? He's like, I don't go by that name anymore. And Prowl explains he must be controlling the Autobots because he saw the acid burns on Swoop's legs, and that's the only possible explanation for how that happened. Conveniently, it's the right explanation because that's exactly how that happened.
1: Uh, And Meltdown explains that, yes, they're basically my goons while I continue my experiments uh, and then Bulk's like uh, oh, I continue my experiments, but I have to
0: continue them on younger people. And they're like, sorry! And he's like yep, and then Bulkhead attacks. Yep, that did it. He runs for him, rushes at him but Meltdown blasts him with the acid and immediately he goes down.
1: Yes, he does, and then Prowl and Fanzone go down because the
0: ground's a trapdoor, and (laughs) they fall through it and commercial break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, Fanzone is bringing Prowl around because the fall that knocked out an Autobot didn't break every bone in his body because you know who his grandfather was matt fucking hunter that's who and prowl (laughs) says they need to get sorry her because her key is the only thing that can save bulkhead
1: but it's not going to be that easy because they're in
0: this giant room with like military grade steel walls and all the doors have laser grids over them yep so prowl tries the batarang on the bars that doesn't work but then meltdown comes in on a balcony, I guess. And Prowl asks, why why'd you take Sarah? And he's like, well, after our, our last encounter, I figured if a machine could change form, why not a human? And he tried it on humans, his lawyer included. Uh, he reveals them. And they're basically
1: just like Frankensteined pieces of monster. Yeah, Island of Dr. Moreau kind of oh, stuff. to the nth degree. There's basically a bat creature with a squid for an arms. And then there's a shark creature with I don't know what. But Meltdown explains I tried it on adults and it didn't work. I need a human who's still growing. What better subject
0: than the child of my arch rival? It's poetic. Mm, and he opens the gate and the monsters start coming out and he says he's off to administer the formula to turn Sari into a shape changer and if it doesn't work well she'll be another one of those monsters (laughs) ta-ta so speaking of Sari she's now in a bathroom with Cyrus or no she's in
1: the bathroom and Cyrus is outside banging on the wall saying hey hurry up and she's looking around and finds of course the toilet has a key slot (laughs) so not knowing what that will do yeah she says hey can you come in and help me with the toilet and he comes in and sticks his head in the Toilet and goes, the
0: and then she turns She's the key, jiggling the handle. <laughs> yeah, and it blasts him in the face with water. Mm-hmm. And that shorts out his things on his back. And back with Fanzone and Prowl, Fanzone says, I got dibs on letty because I hate lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So
1: they uh prowl attacks the shark looking thing. And then Fanzone, credit where credit's due,
0: runs up and fucking slugs the bat monster in the face. Oh, he goes down. He's like, That's first sorry. <laughs> and back with sorry, this guy's all mad and he tries to grab her, but then she trips him and runs for it, and he says, Hey, you shorted out my electrode thingies. Oh, my so word. now we know the, the, the exact name for what they're called. <laughs> the electrode thingies.
1: Uh, so Prowl and Fanzone get, uh, somehow these monsters take the upper hand. They get backed up into the laser grid and suddenly it shuts off. Cut to Siri sticking the key in a keyhole somewhere that's unlabeled. <laughs> and then Prowl said, and this was cool.
0: He says to Fanzone, hey kick with your legs out <laughs> yep and he grabs Fanzone and starts swinging him around all fancy crazy and knocks these two out and then he transforms and away they go transforms as fan still spinning and then lands on the bike seat and <laughs> and right away just down the hallway they find sorry <laughs> yeah she's right there and she leads them back the way they brought her in and conveniently in this hallway there are three protective suits, uh, Fanzone calls them, and he grabs one because it might come in handy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give it to him. He knows they're coming up. They're facing off against an acid Yeah, guy, Whatever. So why not get one for Sari, too? Like, really? really?
1: Uh, anyway, so uh, Sorry points to the door to escape, and it starts closing. They run for it. It's obvious Sari and Fanzone are not going fast enough. So uh, Prowl just turns on his boosters, flies forward, grabs them, and mm. whoop, out the door. That was a He really has cool some move. very awesome combat and non-combat moments in this episode. Yeah, this is a really good Prowl episode.
0: But uh, Sari runs to Bulkhead and she gets him fixed up and... He, when he sees her, he's like, "Hey, I found you. How did I manage to rescue you? I can't remember." <laughs> what a meathead!
1: Uh, and then uh, Meltdown shows up, and this got a laugh out of me, and then it got a bit of my respect. Where Sari comes in with her kung fu, whatever she does, and
0: does a flying drop kick and misses Meltdown by a country mile. Oh, sails right past him, and he's like, "What the hell is that?" And Prel does the exact same move and lays him out. Now I went back and watched this frame by frame and
1: prowl kicks him in the face which is acid so he should have burned his foot here yeah. but i'll let it slide because this is a great teamwork moment where prowl kicks meltdown to the ground and then Fanzone jumps on top of him with the uh, protective suit and
0: basically ties him up yeah it's like a straight jacket basically yeah but uh meltdown on the ground here, he commands the Dinobots to attack, and they start to move in, but then Prowl points out, uh, he has no control over you anymore, you don't have to fight us, and Grimlock's like, Dinobots not attack Autobots, Dinobots attack Meltdown!
1: Yes, and they all transform.
0: Mm. Now we've seen Grimlock, and he looks cool. What are your thoughts on the other two? Uh, Slag's head is different but i thought he was pretty cool looking and uh it's a really cool looking swoop yes i thought swoop was really cool very stylized
1: and yeah. he looks he looks um oh, snobby almost he kind of reminds me of Prowl, to be fair uh but slag i thought kind of looked a little dumb he reminded me of um who was the, the the short guy in he-man who could like jump and bang his head into stuff
0: oh ram man ram man he reminded me of yeah. ram man with his head <laughs> A bit, yeah, I can see that. But, uh, yeah, they all pull out weapons, and uh, I guess Slag has a sword, and Grimlock has a sword, and Swoop has, like... Ball of a chain. morning star, yeah, yeah a ball of chain thing, yeah. So they all start moving on meltdown,
1: and then the uh, the mine entrance or the laboratory entrance kind of boom opens up, and out comes Colossus Rhodes and the two monsters from before, and the Dinobots just turn on them, advance, and then we cut to this very big wide shot of Lake Erie Volcano Dinobot Island, and there's just a
0: explosion, explosion. one explosion. <laughs> At one end of it. And now we're back on the ship that apparently drives itself because there's no crew. And <laughs> they have meltdown and roads tied to the mast. And Bulkhead thinks they should come clean about the Autobots because, you know, Fanzone knows now. Sorry knows now. And Fanzone's like, well, as long as they aren't in the city bugging me, they're not my problem. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of cool. He act, he and Prowl have this really nice moan of like, hey, you know, you handled
1: yourself. You did as well. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, And then uh, <laughs> there's a bit with Bulkhead and Sorry in the end. And he's trying to kick him again. He, you know, knocks himself, falls down on a patch. Fan Jones just like, I don't know about that one,
0: jeez. Fan Zone doesn't think it's a good idea to teach ninja moves to an eight-year-old. Why not? I was in karate in my late teens and then for a while again in my mid-thirties. Never got very good at it, but it was still fun. And we had tons of kids over the years. It's good for them. Gets them out of the house, gets some exercise, good for their confidence, self-esteem, Make some friends. The problem isn't what they're teaching her. It's that they think she'll be able to defend herself against Decepticons. It's fucking ridiculous. No matter how many black belts you get and as many martial arts as you want, you will never be able to do the bonus level in Street Fighter 2 where you smash the car in real life. Sure, you can put some dents in it, smash out a window, or two but you're going to end up hurting yourself a lot more and that's against a car a parked car isn't going to move let alone fight back Decepticons are going to do both and they have guns remember Raiders of the Lost Ark where the guy does all the crazy shit with the sword and then Indiana Jones pulls the gun out and shoots him that's what's going to happen. Bringing a knife to a gunfight is an expression for a reason. Doesn't matter how good you are with that knife, if your opponent has ranged weaponry, you aren't going to get close enough to do it.
1: Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitbakers podcast show. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Headmaster. If you want to see a couple disasters, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at P first one.
0: Yeah, make sure you rate and us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers nitpickers podcast show at Transformers
1: where we have Generation One and Beast Wars and Beast Machines and Prime and Go Bots and a bunch of the movies and some commentaries and everything and tell everybody and until the next episode. Keep on transforming!
0: See you later. Ask the questions, bud.